I thank you, God, for where you've had us, Lord, where you've been preparing for us, Jesus. God, everything that you've been pouring into, into pastor, God, everything you've been pouring into the leadership in this place, God, help us to receive today, God. God, help me to receive in my spirit, Lord, what thus saith the Lord. God, whether it feels good, whether it don't, God, just help me to receive. God, I don't want to just be a hearer, but I want to be a doer of your word today, God, as I, as I leave this place, Lord, that your, the fruit of the word of God would consist with me, God, and follow me everywhere I go, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, give us direction in this place. Lead us, God, on your flow. Lead us where you're taking us, God. <coughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, your holy God, your righteous Father. Hallelujah. 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 Let's clap our hands unto Him again. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I already feel liberty in the house. I feel like God has something for somebody today. He spoke to me while I was before I was going to come here and saying he wanted to deal with some specific things. I usually don't hear the voice of God like that, but I just pray the Lord gives me grace to be able to give his word today. Amen. Amen. Why don't we uh, open up our Bibles? I just have one scripture I want to read before we move on to the lesson today. Everybody grateful for what we've been feeling, the, the liberty that's been in the house, everything that that God's been trying to do after uh, this revival. I just, I'm so grateful for the man of God that came and truly ministered to this body and, and enabled us through him. God has brought us to a, a season of prayer, but not only just a season of prayer, but a season of, of just open doors. I really think that God has us in a place where there's going to be some open doors and he's going to be taking us places as a body together. All of us, unified to a place that we've never been before. Amen. I want to read 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. And it says, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise God. I want to just pray one more time. Thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I'm so grateful for what you're doing in this house. God, I thank you for the liberty, Lord, that has been placed into this place. God, I, I've, I give you full reign, Jesus, to do what you want to do in this house. God, I want you to speak to the people today, God. And Lord, let there be no hindrances, no walls, no barriers that would hinder the movement of your spirit in this place. God, that you'd operate as you will and as your purpose provides in this place, God. Italama Satarakaye, so tolo lobo satay. 
Hallelujah. Let's just entertain that for just, just a small moment. Oh, the Holy Ghost is moving in this place. Hallelujah. I know it may be uncomfortable, but it's okay to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We get liberty when we pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, do what you will in this place, God. Hallelujah. Minister to me today, Jesus. Let your anointing flow, God, upon this word. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, praise God. Can we give him a hand clap one more time? Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated. We just concluded last week the uh, almost six-month-long stint on talking about Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Amen. As a body, we're now fitly framed together based on a foundation. If we've taken those principles, they're all on YouTube. We can listen to, if we've missed anything, we can go back and listen to those. If you want notes, I can send you notes. Praise God, but God has us in a place where He's taking us somewhere. God's leading us in a direction. He's leading us into green pastures. God is leading us to heaven together. And to get there, there's a process. There's a process that God has us in, and we have to go with that process. There's a process to uh, cooking food. If we have a recipe and one, one thing's off, the result, you're going to taste it. You're going you're to see the fruit or you're going to see the, the, the result of, of a missing ingredient. It's not going to be salty enough or there wasn't enough baking soda. It didn't rise enough. God has us in a place where he's beginning to drop pieces of that recipe in our spirits. He's dropping things within our hearts, within our minds, amen, getting us to a place in one mind, in one accord, in one spirit, in unity. Amen. Unity, I really think, is one of the most important things that we could strive for as a body. It is the most important thing. If we think about the Tower of Babel, they, in unity, were able to do a great and terrible thing. But in unity, the church can take over the city. The church can bring and and just reap souls. God is wanting us to take the city by storm and allow God to put the sickle in our hands and finally reap this harvest that we've been sitting here planting seeds for so long. Amen. The wheat is growing. The wheat is turning a, uh, a darker color. It's no longer green. It's turned that, that beautiful gold color where it's ready to be harvested. But it's taken some hardships. It's taken some of those pieces of wheat dying. It took some of those pieces of wheat uh, being manipulated and swaying in the wind and, and changing this and that color. But right now, I really think that God has a specific harvest for us to reap. Amen. I want to talk about this topic today, liberty 
and regaining our possessions. God's promises to his creation in the beginning was giving life and liberty. If we think about that scripture that we first read, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. In the garden, we see Adam and Eve in a place where there's true liberty. There's no hindrances. There's, there's nothing holding them back from God. The scripture actually says that God was inside of that place, inside of the garden, in the cool of the day with them. God was there, amen. It's God's intent to be personal with His creation. Through His creation, He gave these people, He gave Adam and Eve a great inheritance. God had given them reign over the garden. They were to take care of the garden, had communion with God. Adam and Eve were the intention of God's creation. Us, humanity, were the intent of what God wanted to do. This creation was given a specific role. We have a specific thing to do, amen, and God wants us to be obedient to His Word. That's what He wants us to do. Everybody is given a role. Everybody is given a place within the kingdom of God. But what gets us there is being obedient to the will and the word of God. Amen. As Adam and Eve were in the garden, God gave one specific command to resist one thing. And the enemy used uh, the, the request of God and twisted the word into something that God never intended. The serpent beguiled Eve, and the the result of them acting upon that twisting of the word was this thing called iniquity, and iniquity is sin. Amen? At that point, sin was introduced to mankind, and there had been, it created this conundrum where there had to be redemption, to fall into that place for these people who were not born into sin, were born perfect, but had sinned. From that point forward, with God being faithful to His Word, every human being born into this world was issued the death sentence because of Adam and Eve's sin. At the point that sin was introduced, mankind had to be redeemed. They had to be saved from that sin because sin produces death. Sin was the partition between man and God. Amen. Has anybody ever messed with a computer before? Has anybody ever partitioned a hard drive before? The interesting thing with partitioning a hard drive is that you have to erase everything that's on that hard drive to partition that hard drive. And what happened here is that God had an intent. God had a specific thing to do with His creation. And the intent was Adam and Eve to listen and not partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But we see the enemy coming up and beguiles Eve. And now there has been created a problem that now has to be dealt with for the rest of the time that humanity is in this plan that God has given God had given everything that he had given to Adam and Eve in the beginning, but sin was the very divider. Sin was the partition between man and God. 
the awesome thing is that God reestablished that very uh, promise, that very thing uh, that Adam and Eve had in the garden for us today. God has reestablished that through that born-again experience. Amen. If you've received the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we now have God has reestablished that connection that was, uh, was thrown away by sin. Now, if we're born again into His kingdom, that means we have liberty once again. That means we have freedom once again. That means we have the ability, amen, to be able to commune with God freely with no hindrances. Sin is the hindrance. If we have sin, there is there's a partition. Regardless if you're serving God or not, if you've got sin in your life, if you're thinking you're serving God and you have sin in your life, there's a divide. There is a partition. Regardless if, if you want to lie to yourself or listen to the enemy and think, oh, I'm just okay. I'm just okay living in sin. I'm just, I'm just okay just partaking and dabbling in, in this. Just a little bit of that. Just, just a little bit of sin here and there. That's a partition. That's a divide. Amen. When we allow ourselves to blatantly allow ourselves to abide in sin, we are going to be partitioned from God. We are going to be separated from Him. Amen. The Holy Ghost dwelling in man is the way that God had established His people to regain the possession that He had given to humanity in the beginning. Adam and Eve had a very great promise. Adam and Eve had a very great experience with God, but it was their decision that stopped that. It's our decision today if we're going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's our decision today that we're going to ask God to fill us with the Holy Ghost. And guess what happens? His promise is fulfilled. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is promised for everybody. Amen. God is not going to uh, just save the Holy Ghost for uh, just this person or that person. He died that, that all, all mankind can come to repentance. Amen. It just wasn't, oh, I'll just die for, for this one and that one. God had all of us in mind. God had all of us in mind. And God wants every single person to be able to experience that very relationship with God that Adam and Eve had in the beginning today through the born-again experience. But the only way we're going to experience that is living in liberty in our life after the born-again experience. Liberty is needed. Freedom is needed after grounding ourselves in the foundation of the principles of the doctrine of Christ, we're now in an area of the Spirit where we have never been able to be before because now we're in a place where we're settled. We have a foundation, amen? If, we're, if we have a foundation, now we can move on to meat. Now we consume things that are a little bit tougher, that are a little bit uh, harder to chew on. Right now, nowadays, people don't pre preach sin anymore because they think it's a problem because they're going to offend somebody. Sin is going to take us to hell. Sin is the very thing that's going to take us to an eternity of gnashing of teeth, of, of, of spending an eternity in a place, amen, that's destined for people who deserve it. 
I don't want to be there. None of us want to be there, amen. But we have to be able to preach against sin and that be okay. I'm not trying to offend people, but understand this, that we cannot have a partition in our lives to be able to have liberty. We live in the land of the free, right? The home of the brave. But what did it take that freedom to get here in the United States? It took men laying down their lives for just the idea that we could have a land that's free. And that's for the United States. Who am I to not lay down my life for Jesus Christ, who is God manifested in the flesh and allowed Himself to take on humanity and die in my place, that now that I can have liberty in my life. Freedom is just more than the idea that I can have two cars in my garage and have some kids and say, thank you Lord for this food, amen, and eat my grub and, and go to sleep. Freedom is so much more than that. Freedom is the very thing that allows us to grow in God. Freedom and liberty is the place that we have to live in as a child of the King. Liberty is given through the wounds of this world. We're going to go through things. People are going to say things that we don't like. People are going to hurt our feelings. People are going to... Uh, do things that we particularly don't like. But it's those things, amen, that we can say, hey, God has given me liberty. Hey, brother, I know that you're going through things at work, and guess what? I can return to him and his, uh, his negative attitude. I can just return peace to him. I can return to this brother that's going through stuff, and he doesn't really understand what he's saying, but just return it with love. Amen. Liberty is more than than just the concept that God has changed me. No, but God wants to change everybody and lead everybody to liberty. He promised everybody the Holy Ghost. Who am I just to keep that freedom for myself and not release that to this world that I'm in? God has placed us all in in a specific place. We all have different jobs. We all have different ministries whereby that we can minister to people who need to be liberated from the very place of sin. Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight of the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. The word liberty in Greek means freedom, pardon, deliverance, forgiveness, Liberty and remission. We look at Acts 2.38, that word remission of sins there is the word liberty. When we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we're receiving freedom from our sins. If we think about what happened at the garden, amen, they were living in liberty. They were living in a place where they were free. Why? Because the Spirit of God was there. They were living in liberty unlike anybody has ever experienced before. They were the two first people, of course. But God in His grace and mercy has given us the ability to be able to walk in the garden just as they did in the Spirit today. God has given us the Holy Ghost. God has given us liberty, amen, to be able to preach to people that need to be set free from their sin. But the thing is, is that we have to be set free from our sin first 
to be able to reach people that need their sin forgiven. There's these things called hypocrites. There's these things called Pharisees and Sadducees who want to preach to these people, but yet they're doing the very opposite thing and living in a way by which that would not please God. God wants to be pleased with you. God wants to be pleased with me. Amen. To those who are injured in this world, they need a healer. To those who are in this world addicted to drugs, need a deliverer. Jesus is interested in what He can do to truly keep us liberated at the cost of Calvary. He's willing, amen. He's willing. Amen. You got a problem? Jesus took care of it at Calvary, but you just have to keep rid of it. You just you can't go back to it, amen. Uh, we, we saw Brandon Brandon Castillo up here talking about Lot and Lot's wife. Lot's wife was instructed to not turn back and look at Sodom and Gomorrah, which was a type of sin. If we just keep looking back and looking back and looking back, before you know it, our heart is going to be so hard that there's going to be no place for liberty because we're living in a place of sin. The word used for bruised in, in Luke 4 and 18 where he says that he will set those at liberty to them that are bruised. That word there is the, uh, is the word, the root word is traumatizo, which means those that have been wounded or injured. But it also means uh, to wound or injure, amen. There's people that are hurt in this world. There's people that have gone through some things. There's people in this place that have gone through things that I would never wish that would ever come into my life. But I know that God has set so many people free in this room with a liberty, amen, to be able to walk. Just a liberty to be able to walk. There's some people that have gone through some stuff in this place where you shouldn't be walking. But it's the liberty of God. It's the freedom of the Holy Ghost. It's the forgiveness of God. That has enabled you to be able to walk, not only just walk, but walk into the church, walk into your job, walk into the place where you shouldn't be able to, but God has done it. God is able to do it. Amen. There's many people who are in this place who were locked up in chains, but by the grace of God are now walking freely to be able to preach to those in this world who need to be freed from their sin. Hebrews 10, 14 through 18 says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, whereof the Holy Ghost is also a witness to us. For after that he had said before that this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their heart and into their minds. I will write them and their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Now where remission of sins... Uh, now where uh, remission of sins is, there is no more offering for sin. Being freed from sin is liberty. No, more, no longer walking in sin is liberty. But if we allow ourselves to dabble back into the things that we did before Christ, if we allow ourselves, amen, to get back into the place where, oh, I'm just... I'll listen to that stuff again. I'll start watching the, the things. It just, it just starts creeping in and creeping in and creeping in. And before you know it, 
you're living blatantly in sin, putting on a facade. You come to church on Sunday and you have the facade on that everything's okay, that uh, I can fool pastor, I can, I can fool him, I, I can fool my brothers, I just, I'll just keep living this way. You know, if you allow yourself to do that, you put the vision in the body. We, you know, we've been having some problems in this body. Maybe there's been people in here who have been allowing themselves to blatantly live in sin and walk into this place and put on a facade and just think, oh, it's okay. It's, it's, it's just whatever. It's, it's, it's no big problem. I'll just, I'll just live my life. As soon as I get home, I take off the clothes and put on the pants and no longer wear a skirt and, and, and do whatever it is. You know, it's a shame to be able to see people who live like that. That freely posted on Facebook. What a shame that is to see. I don't like having Facebook because I, I see all these people that I follow from just places I know. And, and they just put on a facade when they come to these district events or they go to these certain places. And they just put on a facade that everything's okay. Every, everything's just all right. God wants to liberate some people in this place. Amen. God wants to set some people free. But we have to be able to receive that forgiveness. We can live in our sin. We can, we can allow ourselves to live in a place of bondage and don't even realize it. We, and then we just think it's okay. Oh, I'll just struggle with the same things that I did before I was living with God. It's, it's just whatever, you know. Uh, you know, grace is just, it's, I can do whatever I want. Grace is just, you know, it's, I can just do whatever I want. No, grace is going to cover me. Unmerited favor. When we receive the Holy Ghost... The Holy Ghost and grace work together because the Holy Ghost is the empowerment of God. Acts 1.8 gives us power to be witnesses unto all generations or to everybody. Amen. Gives us be a witness at work, wherever we go. But the grace of God is not only just a merited favor, but it's the power to do the will of God. So as we as we walk in liberty according to the will of God, is when grace will cover us. If we look at the word grace in the Hebrew, it's two letters, amen. It's chet and nun, which means life within the fence. If we use the Hebrew pictographs, amen. Grace is life within the fence. But if we're living in blatant sin, there is not life in the fence. If we're living in sin, there is no life in that fence because what we've done is we've allowed ourselves to be in a place where we're blatantly going against the Word of God. We have the Holy Ghost inside of us, and what we're doing is allowing ourselves to bring a partition between us and God. So now we're not life in the fence. Now we're life on the other side of the fence. And so now there's a place where God wants us to be, but now we're outside of the place where God wants us to be. And what does the Scripture say? There's no more offering for sin. Because we're allowing ourselves to blatantly live in the place where God says not to live. God doesn't want you there. God doesn't want anybody in this place living in a, in a way whereby that we can't walk in liberty, but now we're living in bondage and putting on a facade of liberty. A facade of liberty will only last so long. Amen. That Statue of Liberty in, in, uh, in New York is a, is a sign of freedom for the United States. Nothing's, uh, the flag of, of the United States is a sign of liberty for our, our country because in war, our flag was the thing that stayed up. The Holy Ghost living inside of you is the very 
flag of victory that God gives us to wave. Amen. If we don't pray in the Holy Ghost, there is no victory. If we don't, if we don't worship God in the Holy Ghost and in liberty, there is no, there is no victory. But if we live in liberty, walking freely in the cool of the day, in the garden with God, not looking at the obstacles of life as obstacles, but looking at them as opportunities just to be able to live for God, to be able to worship God, just to be able to do what He's asked me to do in His life, in, in my life. Hallelujah. If we look at the word liberty in the Hebrew, it's this word dior. Uh, the root word for it is this word to move rapidly. I think that's interesting with the thought of liberty. If we look at the Hebrew Chaldee lexicon, it says the first definition is swift flight or gyration, uh, also expressing a member of, of the bird family called the swallow, which could also be a dove. Immediately thought of the Spirit of God. When Jesus was being baptized and the dove comes down as a representation of the Spirit of God, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In our life, if we allow God to do what He wants to do, we're going to have liberty. You want, you want liberty? It should be something that we strive for every day. It should be something that we look forward to as we go home, we drive in the car, we wake up in the morning. We should look forward to praying in liberty, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Not going to the phone, not going to Facebook first thing, not, 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 not allowing ourselves to tap into those things, but, but tapping into liberty and walking in that liberty as we live our life for Him in freedom, in liberty. Liberty in the Hebrew means uh, pure freedom, uh, spontaneously of outflow. Uh, the second definition according to the Chaldee lexicon is a free or abundant flow. Liberty has to be a free and abundant flow in our life. You want, you want to live life in sin? There's gonna, there ain't going to be no free and abundant flow of the liberty of God in your life. If, if we're allowing ourselves to live in sin, we're going to struggle. If you've been struggling, maybe there's some areas that you need to really just check out and say, and be transparent with God and say, Lord, what, what is going on here? You know, maybe I did this, Lord. I, I just need some help. On Tuesday, I taught, or on Thursday for Brothers uh, Brad's small group, I taught on the power of confession. When we confess our, our sin to or our faults, to our brethren, we shouldn't be living in sin, but we have faults. We're human beings. We go through things. We struggle with things. But if, we, if we're not allowing ourselves to be so blatant in our sin that we can't confess it to another brother, that is an area that we have to confront God about and get rid of because that is taking away your liberty. If you can't confess your faults before another brother, you need to get rid of that, that stronghold. And that stronghold is this, it's, uh, it's like what happens when somebody has a heart attack because they have a stent. And that stent is what opens up the vessels of, of your heart. And, and so when you have a heart attack, your, your, your vessels, uh, they constrict and they fall and collapse and there's, no, there's nothing to hold them up. 
We can have a heart attack of sin in our life. And what the enemy does and says, oh, I like that. Puts a stent in your heart and all of a sudden you got this big giant thing called a stronghold dwelling inside of your heart. And the only thing that's going to remove that is being honest with God. Being completely transparent. And when we allow ourselves to deal with the hard things, God gives us the greatest thing in this world, and that is freedom. That's real freedom. Not living a life of sin is living a life of freedom that we all can just say, oh, thank you, Jesus, you've done this in my life that I can give you praise and glory for in my life. God, that I can just say I have victory. I no longer am bound by by, uh, marijuana. I'm no longer bound by uh, lust. I'm no longer bound by all these things. But God wants to deliver some people in this place. God wants to set people free in this place. When I was, when I was in uh, my house this morning, God said He wanted to deliver somebody from some grief today. Somebody has grief in their heart. I want us all to stand for a moment. I want us just to pray. I just feel a release right now. Somebody's been dealing with grief in this house, and God wants to free you today of that stronghold. God wants to free some things in your heart. God wants to free some things in your mind. I don't know who it is, but whoever is dealing with that grief and has been holding on to it for so long, God wants to give you liberty right now. Why don't we all just lift up our voice in the Holy Ghost? God, search my heart, Jesus. Any unclean thing in me, God. Lord, rid of it, Lord, and and let it be revealed unto me, God. God, for the person dealing with grief in this house, ask that you release them right now of the bonds of the enemy trying to convince them that it's okay just because of somebody of their life passing. But God's victory is so much greater. Liberty in the Holy Ghost is so much greater than living in a life of condemnation to yourself. Grief is living in a place of condemnation. Paul says, listen to me, I I don't know who it's for and I'm not trying to offend you, but Paul says, let the dead bury the dead. God wants to give you liberty today. God wants to give you freedom of that grief right now in Jesus' name. Let's lift up our voices. Yes. Hallelujah. God's releasing some things off of some minds right now. God's revealing some things to people right now that have been hidden in the depths of your heart. I take authority right now over the spirit of lust that's been dwelling in the hearts of people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, there's liberty in this place. Hallelujah, there's liberty flowing in this house. Hallelujah, there's a liberty when you lift up your voice. If you've been struggling right now, is the time to lift up your voice and just receive what God has for you. 
Oh, it's been hard. I get it. It's been tough. I understand. But Jesus wants to help you. God wants to deliver you from some things right now. I ask that we all come to the front right now. God wants to do something special in this house. Hallelujah. We got 30 minutes till, the, till worship service. But God wants to do some things in people. Prayer is going to deliver people out of a place of bondage. Prayer is going to help some people in this house who need help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.